0: Well, I mean, we'll have to give it a go sometime soon. Anyway, I'm rambling now. This isn't going to be in the episode, I don't think. Maybe it'll be a cold opening.
1: It's the cold opening.
0: Karate in the garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Waff. Ooh, we have a kickstart today. It is May 18th. Wow. If you I mean if you're listening to it today, like the day it got released, it's May 18th. But really, it's May 16th when we're recording this. Yeah. Earlier today, I'm going to get this out of the way so we can talk about so we can in on good, happy stuff. Uh, Fred Willard has left us. And uh, I was kind of super bummed about it. Um, and, but cause a dude, like I can far back as I can remember with him was like uh, Fernwood Tonight with him and Martin Mull. Yeah, totally. Yeah, man. Gosh, it was so, so fun. But yeah, so we're super bummed about this one. And, you know, Fred was somebody that we didn't really know that well during our youth. But as we got older, he was in more and more stuff. But, gosh, dude, he was so good. He was just the the dude. I got to work up a couple of times at NBC. When he did some, like, uh, he did, like, little bits with, with Leno when he was still doing Tonight Show, and he'd come up on our small stage, and we'd work with him. I think I worked with him, like, like five or six times. Dude was a total sweetheart, and he was so funny. He was on all the time, and, but in that low-key Fred Willard way. And it was just, dude, he was fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, man. He was a, he was like your crazy uncle. Yeah, it's a bummer. Most people probably only know him from the uh, CRISPR Guest films. Sure. Which is kind of a scene stealer
0: in all of them. <laughs> Right, but he's always been in those smaller things or small parts in bigger things. I mean, being an man, I think he's in both anchor man movies. All you need to do to see how talented this man is is just look at what he did in those Christopher Guest movies. I mean, it's it's just here's what we're going for here, and it's just an ad lib fest. And those guys are so fucking talented. And being somebody that's worked with him enough times to see what he's like when. The cameras are off, or at least he thinks they're off. He's just, I'm like, well, no wonder he's so killer on a Christopher Guest set, because he's like that all the time. He's so, he was so witty. And and when I was working with him, dude, he was in his mid-70s. Yeah. He was 86 when he passed away today. Man, that's just. That's a good run, man. It's a good run. It's a good run. And, and I'm glad to hear that he was well cared for, because you know, his daughter said it was natural causes, which is good. It was nice to hear that it wasn't just some fucking bullshit cancer story again. Right. Anyway, let's not dwell on that stuff. We're nope. <laughs> IP Fred, see you around. Uh we didn't have an episode um uh, a kickstart last week or uh the regular episode which is nowhere to run that that got dropped yesterday, Sunday. It got delayed cuz uh had a had a dog issue. Uh, Oswald had to have emergency surgery. So it occupied all of our time and uh and efforts and uh, sleep included and <laughs> we So he's, he's home now and he's better and all that wonderful stuff. I won't get into the details of why he was in there, but he's doing awesome and not just the recovery awesome, but like he's almost back to normal to the point he wants to play. So he's, he's only been home for two days, but for him to be that active or want to be that active is, is good. And all that time and doing a lot of babysitting of Ozzy the last couple of days and during the week of being stressed out and not being able to sleep. I did a little bit of uh, television and media consumption. We can talk, we can get into that in a moment because most of that came the last couple of nights. Right. But this week, fucking finally, Universal has already announced their first theatrical release when the, the theaters start opening back up again, which we're assuming is going to happen in mid June. They announced they moved up a title that wasn't supposed to be up until September, and that is Derek Bortes unhinged with russell crowe your movie that you worked on last spring that's right the trailer dropped also and holy fuck does it look so much fun dude
1: <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah man it's a good trailer yeah they they, they did a i mean it's a uh, yeah man it's fun uh and i didn't i had no idea i, I mean i had spoken to the people at solstice to james like, a week or two weeks ago just about some you know they had some questions they were just uh, lock and pitcher, et cetera, et cetera. And he never mentioned it because I guess it was supposed to be a surprise. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, man, crazy. Like I didn't have any idea. And then suddenly I got, you know, like five people d- texted me this article with the link to the
0: trailer in it.
1: And I was like, Jesus,
0: yeah, what a fun little, what a little fun little surprise that was on Tuesday. Because it's it's a big deal too, because Mark Gill, what was his what is his phrasing on it saying, yeah, we're you know, where the canary, canary in the coal, in the coal mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Cue the police. But it says a lot. You know, you can say, like, so I, I I could look at it from, uh, try to look at it from both sides, right? Or are they the sacrificial lamb to kind of see how this is going to play out or, or what? But regardless, I'm looking at the positive side. They obviously see the movie and they've seen the, the, the executives that said, you know what? This is a great title. This is really good. We should blast this as our first release when we come out of this pandemic or as we begin to come out of this pandemic, because what we've been doing the last couple of months of movies that were supposed to be out in a the theater right now are getting, you know, at home cinema releases and it's costing 20, 25 bucks for a 24 hour rental. And we did a couple of those things, that new uh, CG Scooby-Doo movie, Scoob, which was supposed to have been out last Friday. It just dropped on uh, at home cinema, which is what they're calling this at the, the home VOD. But dude, all you have to do is see this trailer just, Dig it! I mean, that one shot of him right after they light the match, and he kind of like looks over the cracked window. Oh yeah, and that's the. And what's so great about that shot, and it was instrumental to use it because that's the first photograph they released from the movie a couple of months ago. Right, and you you'd sent me one last summer or last spring when you were doing the the movie, and I immediately went, dude, I cannot wait to see this movie. At that point, I hadn't seen American Dreamer. Um, I don't know if you had. No, you had. You had yeah, already, I'd seen it. You, you already mm-hmm. seen it. I had not. And I, I, you know, to Jones, that's all I knew of Derek's work at that point. I take a lot of, and and I'm starting to wax your car about this, but anytime you've said something to me about somebody's work, I take it to heart. Cause if you've said something positive about them or something that they've, they, they've done, I'm all over it. I don't even hesitate. And again, if you haven't seen it yet too, while we're talking about Derek, fuck dude, American dreamer. Okay. (laughs) I know I've said this a hundred fucking times on this show. Right. Even though we've only, we're, oh, by the way, we're, we're approaching our 50th episode, by the way. I wanted to point that out. I know. We're creeping up. We're creeping up on it. I mean, we've recorded 50 or close to 50. We At just least. Haven't, we just haven't put them out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's just some sitting in storage.
0: Yeah. Oh, gosh. Because we haven't said it in a long time. Silver, Silver bullet? bullet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it'll be a summer release. I'm going to put it out this summer, for real. I know. I teased, we teased the Patreon audience with it. and It'll be your 4th of July gig. Yeah, so we're super excited uh, 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 for for this. And again, American Dreamer, if you don't already own it, please just go buy it because I promise you you're going to love the shit out of it. And if you're going to be that cheap fucker, then it's on Prime.
1: Yeah, it's on Prime or you can go out and buy it. I mean, I would say check out London Town, too, if you haven't seen London Town. You know, American Dreamer, London Town, and the Joneses. All good stuff.
0: All good stuff. Um,
1: and Unhinged is... Uh, its Unhinged is real fun. And a lot of... There were a lot of blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> yeah. making it. But, uh, yeah, man, the trailer was very exciting. I was... Uh, uh, it, you know, it got me pumped. So I hope that everybody, uh, you know, if they haven't seen the trailer, check it out. And, uh, you know, God willing, you're all able to see it in a theater.
0: For show, Because that's when Aaron said that whenever it goes, we need to go I'll see this movie theater. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Let's just get a nice group together. and sh-. Right. Hopefully we can do that. I I know, I know when things come back and, you know, if things do come back in June, it's not, you know, 200 seat theater is not going to have 200 people in it. No. no it won't. It'll be probably a quarter of that. I haven't read anything about it. I got to think the safe thing would be like every other row, right? And every, yeah. Every, and they're every talking other, about like, every yeah, other seat, every other
1: seat, but like, you know, every other seat and then, you know, some sort of, they'll figure it out. <laughs> it'll be some sort of pattern. They'll run an algorithm or something and uh, figure out the safest seats to keep people apart from one another. I'm <laughs> sure they're going to take people's tent. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Uh, it'll be an interesting, uh, it'll be an interesting, it'll be a trip. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the last things I did, uh, the last movie I saw, I went, I saw King Kong on the 15th of March at AMC Burbank. And I got to tell you, man, there were about 60 people in that theater. Um, and the next day is when, you know, the lockdown <laughs> started. Shut so down. Yeah, so weird, man. Um, I really kind of miss going to the cinema. Like Aaron said, you know, yeah. I miss cinema. It was one of the things that kept me going. Like, it always keeps me going on location. It's a nice place you can unplug from, you know, work and everything else. And you just go lock, you know, go sit in a dark room and watch a movie with a bunch of strangers for two you know, two hours, sometimes or you know, see a couple movies, you know, right. it's, uh, it's
0: one of those things you take for granted. And to add to that, you know, when you end up getting into all of those rewatching of, of your movies at home on, on disc, it's because you're trying to not, you not only do you enjoy the movie, but you're trying to relive that experience you had sitting in the dark theater, enjoying the movie. And I I've noticed that a lot of the movies that I've seen for the first time at home i right away went man i wish i would have seen this in the theater or i hope and it sucks because a lot of times if you come across like older movies that you know the set that was made before you and i were born uh, that that go man i wish like dude the moment night of the hunter gets played somewhere dude i'm there I, I, oh
1: yeah for sure
0: <laughs> it's probably the one movie that i've seen more times than any other that i've never seen in the theater
1: oh yeah I don't think I've ever seen it in a theater. I've seen I have seen Cape Fear, the original Cape Fear in a theater. I think maybe at the New Beverly or or the Egyptian one of them. But yeah man, I, I know that I've never seen um, Night of the Hunter on, on a big screen. It would be awesome.
0: Yeah, and that's another thing too when you start watching certain television that it's produced from from you know from script to delivery as very much at, in, in very uh, cinematic way, it's hard to kind of separate stuff. The quality of television has improved a lot too. So like I started watching Gotham last night after, after <laughs> never watching one lick of the show, and you know knowing that it's done, uh, I thought this is a good time to kind of jump into this, and boy I love the shit out of it. And uh, you you and I talked briefly before we started recording. Yeah, that cast, dude. Ooh, yeah. Cast is something else, and it doesn't feel bloated. I got a feeling though it probably will be way later in seasons. The thing, the one thing I will say about Gotham, it all—I mean,
1: it—it's it, like featured quality, like the sets, the build. I mean, everything looks. It doesn't look as chintzy as like Arrow or the Flash,
0: or I was gonna say, or like a CW show, right? Yeah,
1: no, it looked. I mean, I, I I I I thought it was one of the best looking shows on television for you know almost its entire run. It's good, man. You're gonna really enjoy it. I'm kind of like. I'm glad because now we'll have some stuff to talk about because I I couldn't talk to you about it at all before because it's one of the uh it's one of the shows I did kind of dive into. Uh, you know, comic book things was Gotham. Um, that and Black Lightning. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh I dude, I dig the shit out of Black Lightning. It's fun. Uh, but yeah, Gotham's great, man. I can't wait to uh, you know, once you get a little further along,
0: you're gonna you're gonna enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah, it's it's a dense show. It does not feel like a network show at all. I mean, yeah, we get the commercial breaks. Yeah, obviously, if you're watching them on Netflix like I am, it doesn't, <laughs> commercial breaks are just fade to black and, I, and then <laughs> dissolve from black. They're, they, they're very, even though they're 43, you know, 43, 44, 45 minutes, they feel much denser. Than that it feels like a lot more story going on than than that. Oh, yeah. And, I, but everybody's really, really enjoyable on it. And I, I'm digging it so far. And again, I'm not a super nutty comic book guy. So all the references to uh, Batman characters or, uh, that kind of thing from the past, you know, supporting characters. It's just because what I know from the 66 Batman, from Tim Burton's Batman, from the enemy and series Batman, I only know basically everything outside the comic books because I've never read them. So whatever, uh, whatever motion picture motion, should I should say motion image version of it. That's what I've been. That's what I know. But oh, yeah, really fun. I like to take on it a lot. The funny thing is, is like, you know, I drove to Fox every day and those billboards all over the place. So I got to see it constantly while I was driving to work. And yet this is the first time I watched it, which is, it has more to do with the fact that it's done.
1: Yeah. We scouted some locations that they had when I was uh, on Brawl. We Some of the locations we scouted um, were locations and stuff. You know, that, that was, every time we'd go somewhere, that would be the pit. Well, you know, Gotham shoots here. And they shot this hallway. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah.
0: Looks great. So we can let uh, we let let them pay for it. Looks great. Yeah,
1: yeah. We yeah, we didn't end up using any of those locations just because. Uh, <laughs> well, just because they weren't right for brawl, but uh, you know it, we still would look at things and you know be like oh yeah, and then we end up going somewhere else. But yeah, dude, they shot all over this place, and plus you know the the that the the police
0: station itself.
1: I mean, all those builds, man, they're just massive and they're beautiful.
0: Right. If you haven't watched Gotham yet, get into it. I mean, I, 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 I'm only f- three episodes in, but like I said, it's a, it's a dense show. And it's not like heady. It's just there's a lot going on. Yeah, totally. There is a lot going on in that show. Anyway, so what's been going on with you?
1: Uh, well, you know, I was saddened by the uh, news that uh, Twilight Time, one of the boutique uh, Blu-ray companies that you and I wax about all the time, uh, is sadly calling it quits. I don't know if it has to do with the pandemic and, or if it just, you know, everything runs its course and they, you know, because they are, so uh, they just do those limited runs, you know, businesses, uh, just, or it's just time. Who knows, maybe they lost their, uh, agreement with MGM and, you know, some of these places they were getting these titles from. But the, the bummer thing is, man, is there's titles that they have on Blu-ray that are never, we're never gonna be able to get them on Blu-ray again. Cause I just don't think anybody's gonna take the time or care to do it. Right. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a bummer. Uh, you know, they announced their, you know, their liquidation sale and then like, good luck now trying to get anything shipped. Cause uh, you know, I did order a few things and uh, then I got an email the next day saying, hey, wow, we had no idea people were going to go crazy like this. <laughs> right. So please bear with us. It could be up to six weeks before your stuff shows up, which is fine.
0: Yeah, so much so that, that they actually put up a little disclaimer at the, the head of their website, let you know, hey, we got a lot going on here. And, I check, and actually what it says is due to the amazing response to our goodbye and gratitude sale, we are experiencing lengthy shipping delays. When you hear the word lengthy.
1: <laughs> yeah, look at it about six weeks. Yeah.
0: Which is fine. I mean, I, some of the movies that were they have up there. If you haven't gone there yet, it's twilighttimemovies.com. They have they're like three ninety five some of them, and yeah, and they're not cheap tiles. Now, keep in mind, if you have a local friend that wants to uh, get in on the action with you, just understand it's not a cheap shipping option. No, there's no cheap ship options. Like twenty bucks. It's FedEx. Yeah. is why? I, yeah, that's yeah. what and I think. It, and it's fine. And, and like we, I like think the last time you and I got an order, we had we had combined it because yeah like it's not much of a deal for 395 if if you get five movies for 395 i gotta pay 21 bucks to ship it correct <laughs> but there is there is a whole bunch of great stuff on there still and like you said this stuff is never gonna see the light of day on blu-ray ever again
1: yeah man and i then, mean nobody's gonna rapid fire
0: <laughs> right and that rapid fire transfer is so rad yeah totally and i'm glad you got it this things. i know that it was uh i know that it was we had talked about it. And it was one that you had to like cross off your list, that last order we did, but I did get it. And it's like, oh, so good, dude, it really is.
1: Yeah, so that those, you know, and I've, so I've also, you know, been doing, uh, I've been, I've been binging a lot of, uh, Been I've been in a Steve McQueen kick, uh, you know, so there's lots of Steve McQueen available between prime stars and uh, primarily those two, but man, God, there's uh, things I hadn't seen, like Nevada Smith, I hadn't seen it since I was a little kid and there it was. There was something I started watching, a TV series, and I think you had mentioned it a while back, or we had talked about it, but I never flipped into it. But Haven, is that right? Yeah, Haven. Uh It's based on a few Stephen King things, I think. I think I'm, you know, but uh, it's not a terrible show. I mean, I didn't know, I didn't even know it was on that long. Um, But uh, it's kind of fun, Um, you know, and people, the strangest people show up on episodes, Jason Priestley. (laughs) interesting i was a show i wasn't really aware of um but yeah it's it's a good time passer the storyline well anybody who's watching knows the storyline so i'm not going to spoil anything but uh I, it's starting to become confusing okay <laughs> like I, I feel like i've reached the point i did it with fringe where there were one too many dimensions um so we'll see i'm going to try to plow through it and maybe maybe it'll all make sense to me uh you know that's also what happens when you're watching things late at night and maybe you doze off or you fall asleep um so there's that also on imdb tv i've been i've I've been burning through the first season of the rockford files which i love man um you know hadn't seen it forever and i was like i wonder how the rockford files dude the rockford files is like every episode is like a mini philip marlowe
0: uh yeah it's good stuff and it's free and you mentioned Haven and uh, that uh I did five seasons of it canceled about four and a half years ago, close to five years ago. Yeah. Like, like no, 2016
1: or 17 was the last season. I was like, fuck, I didn't even know anything about it.
0: Right. The two showrunners are Sam Ernst and Jim Dunn. They had a podcast called Sam and Jim go to Hollywood. And it was like one of the first podcasts I'd ever listened to. Now, when I say that, I'm not kidding. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of, podcasting going on back then that was related to our business, especially writing. Now let me tell you when I first discovered them, April 13th, 2005. Wow. Yeah. They had the podcast for a long while. And then the reason why they stopped doing it is like, well, they started working. That's cool because they, they documented them going through the showrunner program with the WGA, which is really cool because it's nothing you really hear about. um, And it's not easy to get into either. But no, and then Haven was the first thing they did. They did a lot of things along the way, you know, pitched a lot of stuff, sold some pilots here and there. So when they got Haven, I was super stoked. The irony was I never supported the show. I never, I've never seen one episode of it. It's just been sitting in <laughs> sitting in my my things to watch folder on Hulu for as long as I can remember. But I needed to get around to seeing it. Now that I've got the reminder that it's done, yeah. But you mentioned Fringe. And Fringe is on Prime. If you haven't seen Fringe, see it because it's awesome. Oh, yeah, man. Fringe is fun. You know, Akiva Goldsman was talking the other day that they were trying to reboot it. I'm like, go reboot it. Okay. Because I know I know a lot of people were soured by the fifth season since it was kind of like, you know, wasn't the OG show or I'm blanking on his name now. But yeah, it was a weird way to close it, but at least it got the closure. Most shows don't get an opportunity to do that. No. But, you know, Fringe is a lot of fun. But I mean, like... Like most shows that that you become fond of really quick, those first two seasons are so good. And I didn't see it until it was already done. I didn't see it until it was on Netflix, but the first chance I got when the Blu-ray went on sale, I think I paid like 65 bucks for the whole set like four years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. Gosh, that show is so good. I'm finding again, one of those really cinematic type shows, and there are a lot of people that were involved in projects that are, are feature films, uh, Orsi and Kurtzman were involved in the show and then JJ was involved with the show and Akiva was a, they had a lot of talented creatives that normally work on feature films involved with the, with the TV show. And of course JJ cut his teeth on TV. So it's a combination of those things. Oh, and I should point out too, Orsi and Kurtzman used to write for, for JJ on Alias. Oh, right, 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 right. I always,
1: got I always forget about, I always forget that Alias is JJ Abrams.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's a consistency when it comes to JJ Abrams projects whether he is at the helm or it's his production company. Ultimately, I feel like he puts his fingerprints on it. And I always know when his fingerprints are on it because it ends poorly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, I do. I feel like the things that he works on, I don't think they know where they're going and I don't think they ever know and they don't know how to end it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I I was going to (laughs) say my one complaint, even like with, well, fringe maybe, but yes, it's always the, I always feel like things kind of, I always say, am I losing my mind? Did I, or, or did they just not end this? Right. Um, so yeah, there's a, there is that
0: going for them. Right. And I feel like that maybe if you, when people say, Oh, it's a great concept. I'm like, no, uh, it's a great idea. To me, a great concept is this is the premise. Here's where we're going. And here's where it's going to end. And we're not going to end it like this. And if we go for seven years, eight years, fine. I mean, the, the good place on NBC, they knew where that was going from the beginning. Yes, and they knew exactly where it was going. And said, "We're going to put in this many years, this many seasons, and we're going to done. We're going to end on the way we want to end on it." And NBC was kind enough to oblige and give them what they needed and let them finish the show exactly what they wanted. Usually, you don't get that kind of collaboration with a network <laughs> where they're like going, especially a show that has an audience. They're not usually very fond of a show going off the air when when it's doing well for them. But
1: uh, you know, I gotta say, man, sometimes shows don't need to go eight seasons. They they don't. There's no reason to, I to mean. Be four to me is like four is a commitment
0: for me to get through like with a good place a good place isn't like a sitcom sitcoms there's just a the point where you're like eh, they're sitcoms <laughs> they, they have, yeah they have their they have their shelf life usually i feel like if a show goes past two seasons it's it's close to extend to it. Uh, it's beyond its shelf life maybe in the middle of the third season oh yeah it hits its expiration date but they're always you're always things are so different now. But there was a time when you're always chasing those hundred episodes for syndication, and that that means, you know, you're going to catch that in the fourth season, or and and uh, at the towards the end of the so the beginning of the fifth season. So you're always like struggling to get there. Um, sitcoms are always the best when it comes to syndication because it only requires the the people to pick up pick up the show twenty three minutes of their time and seven minutes of ads. They love that shit. Yeah, exactly. But that, I find that the shows that we're, we connect with now, and you're talking about have very limited shelf life, are those cinematic shows, those network hour shows that are 45, 48 minutes long where they outstay their welcome sometimes. It's been my biggest criticism of Game of Thrones. Like, well, oh, I can't believe you can't watch Game of Thrones. I'm like, dude, you know, a sixty minute Game of Thrones is, I feel like it's, a, it's 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. There's too much going on. I'm gonna be completely never seen an episode. <laughs> well, I can tell you, I watched the first season and I had a couple episodes in the second season, and I own the first four on Blu-ray, and I've never gone back. But it seems
1: like to me, it's funny because I remember my dad and my mom, some for some reason, got into Game of Thrones. But I feel like that was like ten years ago, <laughs> like the first season. When did the first season come on? Like 2012. I mean, it took them like eight years to get out five seasons or something. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I again, I don't have HBO, so I never, you never, I never got into it too much time lapsing in between thing is a killer for me. It's like,
0: it was nine years last April.
1: Yeah, totally. So yeah, it's a long, that's a long time to wait in between, uh, for finales and stuff. I always had thought maybe I would check it out when it, once it was done, kind of like you with Gotham, but I don't know, man, it, uh, I haven't felt the urge to sit down while I've been quarantined and watch game of Thrones.
0: <laughs> that sounds fair.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, eventually maybe uh, who knows.
0: Yeah. But it, I, I just feel like every time I turn on HBO, I'm like, I'm just going to watch Kirby enthusiasm instead. Yeah. Cause it's, there's less or Barry. Yeah. It, cause I can give it, I can give it my time. I can get, yeah, cause it's Barry dude, I've, I don't, I've never seen a, an episode of Barry. I'm gonna go, this show's too good for television. And even HBO, it's just too good. It's great. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. It's another one of those ones I I wish they'd figure out a way of making that a theatrical situation because you can you imagine. Can you imagine enjoying a, a show like that every week? It's, I mean that's why watch parties are so popular. And and I really you're gonna start seeing more companies expanding on that whole Netflix party thing that we've been seeing really oh, yeah. utilized quite a bit the last two or three months. But you're gonna start seeing that more integration with a lot of these streaming services like Peacock and and HBO max and those kinds of things. Um, they're going to have to do that. That's if you're going to insist on people wanting to subscribe to your streaming service, you got to make it, you got to give them event television, got to sexy it up, dude. Right. And a lot of those networks are, that have that new shows. Like, uh, if you watch anything on Disney plus it, it's every week, it's a weekly release. I'm like, well, if you're, you, if you're trying to make it event television at streaming, make it really something everybody can enjoy at once. Where you can chat in the room or create a a, a Netflix party like that uh, within the app, as opposed to install an extension on your laptop.
1: Right, just do like you know, just do like these podcasts dude Just do a Patreon or just do it. You pay like three dollars extra a month, and then pow, you you get to see the episode three days earlier or something. With and you can invite ten people or or whatever.
0: Something fun like that. Yeah, we're gonna start seeing a lot of that. i I'm, I'm hoping we're seeing that kind of thing come out of all this one because people become creatures of habit and but it doesn't take long right for those for those habits to be modified i mean i'm at, yeah the last two and a half months how's that gone you know i i've i'm reminded really quickly i'm like oh yeah i don't do that anymore oh yep. i don't do that anymore do i need to do that anymore
1: <laughs> hey i gotta go outside put my mask on
0: oh by the way my mask came today finally i ordered Ooh, some nice i ordered some custom mask uh the just you know fabric things they're decent they're not like in 95s although i'm still trying to track those down
1: yeah i have a couple like of the i have a couple respirators but you know right and a bunch of cartridges but those things are kind of extreme and they're you know right i don't know that uh maybe it gets to a point where you gotta wear those things or you know i usually wear them when i go scout like a disgusting location i always make sure i have fresh cartridges and i have all that stuff right but uh you know these little these aren't those. And obviously, you know, we're not, we're not into, we, we don't have to wear those, man. Cause those things get super uncomfortable. Right. You know, if you have to wear them all day, changing your cartridges every time you put it on. Yeah. It's
0: a, that can, that becomes a drag.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, otherwise it doesn't work. I mean, right. you know, then what's the point? You're just, you're, you know, you're just breathing in shit that sticks to the filter. You know, it's like, it's like the filter in your house. You got to change it every three months. Right. right. Otherwise, you know. Your air conditioning is blowing at half rate, and then the
0: half that it is blowing is <laughs> blowing dust everywhere. <laughs> right. Anyway, dude, did we cover everything? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I go well then. <laughs> See that? There you go. There's there. There's our exclamation point there. Even George knows. George like So All right. I'm done. S- if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow Corey on Twitter at Corey Cope, or the official at Karate Pod, or in Letterbox at Corey underscore Cope.
1: If you'd like to follow Freddie you could follow me at Raven Shattuck on Twitter rock and roller 33 on your Instagram or at Tom Cody on letterbox
0: also um, if you guys could take the time to you know subscribe and then do a rating and put a little review for us on iTunes I mean that that'd be cool um, we have a few on there um we never asked for it because it doesn't really come to mind I thought you know what it's not because we need it I think it'd be nice if people came across us to kind of like uh, get an understanding of oh, look, there's more than five people listening to the show or something like that. Right, because I'm running out
1: (laughs) of people's computers to use.
0: Right. (laughs) I always have to double check with you. Hey, man, we got like, we have 15 downloads in California. Oh, sorry. 10 of those are me. Sorry about that. That's me just downloading from remote (laughs) locations. (laughs) Uh, Also, if you uh, look and want to support the show on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash KITG podcast. And that'll be a, uh, there'll be some stuff coming up there soon. Everybody's been nice enough to support us on there. We, we still have that long-delayed disencage to put out, but uh, we kind of lost some flavor on the disencaged thing. Because somebody stole our thunder. Somebody stole our shit, but that wasn't cool. So anyway, fuck that shit. We'll was, think of something new. Yeah, you know. And, and that's the thing. We're not going to announce shit. Because and, and, and the thing is, we talked about it. We only put one episode out like that. And it was just being, we, we couldn't, it wasn't one of those shows. Like, we didn't have this service right now, I man. Can you imagine if we had the service? Oh, yeah. We. I mean, I don't know if the disencashing would work, but I know it'd be pretty close.
1: Oh, we certainly could. I I guarantee we could do one. Yeah, commentaries.
0: We still, because yeah. we, we still have one locked up because we want to still do one for, for Brawl. Right? Oh, Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have to give it a go sometime soon. Anyway, I'm rambling now. This isn't going to be in the episode, I don't think. Maybe it'll be a cold opening. It's the cold opening.